Welcome to the New Strength Way, a podcast made for empowering people to become their strongest selves through movement, education, and connection. Welcome back to the New Strength Way podcast. Today, Nathan and I are here, and we're going to be discussing training for fat loss. So, uh, basically, we're comparing strength training and uh, cardiovascular training or hip-based training, um, and we're just going to talk about what's some benefits of each one, where they apply, and and probably give you guys a bit of an outline on how we approach it with a lot of our clients that work with us uh, when their goals are fat loss and we want it, want them to get the best results in the shortest time possible for them and something that's sustainable too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nate, let's first go through like, what are the benefits of, let's just talk just purely strength training for fat loss here. Um, I think strength training for fat loss, you should be perceived as like a long-term fat loss tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a good quick example is, um, like myself, strength training for a year, had to diet and lose weight on 23, 2400 calories. Uh, now, fast forward to Nate now, I can lose weight at 3,300 calories. Yeah. And that's purely from strength training. Yeah, and, and that's basically you have more muscle, right? Yeah, yeah So exactly. muscle is what's termed like metabolically active, mm-hmm. like uh, versus fat being, even though fat does technically require a little bit of calories to hold on mm-hmm. uh, and to keep that, like to keep alive for the day, it's definitely insignificant comparative to the amount of uh, yeah. calories that you would burn just having that muscle. So it's not even doing extra activity, it's just walking around holding that. Yeah, just uh, it's me sitting down now and me sitting down six years ago, I'd be burning more calories now. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So. Basically, in that sense of having more muscle means that you get to eat more food yep. uh, and still maintain or lose weight, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. And so alongside that, then what are, what are some of the other perks of strength training within, like how could you manipulate strength training to uh, get the most out of a fat loss phase? Um, I, I definitely, I think I'm more than likely a little bit biased on it, except I think having a look at what the person's goals are long term as well with fat loss, most people have a certain way they want to look, so yeah. they're going to have to strength train anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the common thing where the person's like, I'm going to do this to lose all the weight and then I'm going to strength train to try and build up the muscle or whatever it is, when realistically both those things could be done efficiently at the same time through including strength training in a fat loss phase. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be skinny fat. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Everyone wants a like a lean or in most cases most yeah. people want a lean toned however you want to define it, uh like physique and then not after just being twenty kilos lighter but still having the same sort of pudginess mm. or whatever you want however you want to call it, softness about them. So they they want the muscle there, they just want the fat gone to get there and yeah. uh, obviously as we just said that the muscle is going to help you burn more calories throughout that so if you can maintain that or, or be able to through different phases be able to gain a little bit of muscle there yeah. then you're going to be able to do it on more calories total uh, easier weight cuts or deficits in that sort of case yeah yeah definitely uh, I think uh, another thing to mention there too with strength training the stronger you are the more you, energy output you're going to have in your cardiovascular sessions anyway um, like we get that a lot with people where their fitness comes up and they're almost they're not strong enough to get any fitter or do any more work in a yeah. in a hit style class or in a boot camp style class or whatever it may be. So strength really is the missing link for them to continue burning more calories in a restricted time period. Yeah, and that's where you get I guess uh, not to like the F forty five style training where you hear of people that are going to do 
two classes in a given day or three mm. classes in a given day so they can burn more calories yeah. when if they were to be stronger like I guarantee if I walked into one of those classes I ain't doing it twice a day yeah. and <laughs> I will die uh, and it's not that I'm not fit it's that I can bury myself into a deep hole that needs recovery yeah. in a single hour or in a single 45 minutes or whatever that is yeah, yeah. you need that as well and I think that's important for people to understand like the stronger you get the heart, you can obviously you can become fitter as you get stronger and that's fine except if you get stronger and stronger and stronger your force output within those sessions is going to be higher and higher and higher so you're going to have more of a fatigue debt so the person that's doing heavier weights in their class and dying it doesn't mean they're any less fit if anything they're creating more of a fatigue deficit and they're going to probably get a better response physiologically for whether it's fat loss muscle gain or whatever the person's training for in the long run anyway I think people have this perception like if the person's got the lightest weights and they don't stop the whole time in a class that they're fit when realistically they're not they're just not trying really really if you've got say 5 kilo dumbbells to do thrusters with Mm -hmm. 10 kilo dumbbells requires twice the amount of energy output uh, or force output uh, to do the same amount of reps with 20 kilos dumbbells are going to require twice that yeah so if instead of just going, I'm just going to do these really, really fast uh, for this 10 with the light weights and then I'm going to have little rest and go again, if you could get yourself up to doing the 20 kilos each hand, and if anyone's tried 20 kilos each hand for dumbbell thrusters, they suck. <laughs> uh, like guaranteed, you did 10, 15 reps of that, you will be gassed. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see why being strong makes this whole thing a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and even in the strength training, like I think a, a bit that most people forget about is if you're doing high rep uh, sets with a heavy weight of say squats or deadlifts or something like that, like your actual cardiovascular mapping of the session, if you were to wear a heart rate monitor on that and keep your rest break strict, end up looking pretty damn close to what it would look like if you were doing a hard like assault bike session around those same time periods. Like it might take you 45 seconds to do a hard set of 10 on the squats, let's say you're taking a minute 15 rest and you're doing it every two minutes like that's probably going to look pretty similar to you doing 45 seconds hard on the assault bike and then rest and then 45 seconds hard on the assault bike yeah. and rest and they're like the ROI like the return on investment of that's in, in my opinion tenfold because you're training so much you're training so much more than just purely energy output yeah like the physiological adaptations are going to be so much better than sitting on the bike yeah, so you're essentially in that case there, you're going to be gaining muscle as well as doing the fat burning mm-hmm. uh, piece, or you're at least getting yourself stronger, which gives you the potential to uh, yeah. do that over time. Uh, then basically you're getting both instead of if you were to just do those cardio uh, sessions, even though it can have like a growth hormone spike from doing those hard, high intensity efforts, you're getting that from the strength side of stuff when you're doing those yeah, sort of things anyway. I think an easy way to think about it too. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of anyone that's really strong that's tried to lose weight that's struggled. No, uh, not, <laughs> not, when, not when they actually look after their food. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like I've, every time someone that strength trains goes purposefully into a dieting phase that knows how to diet, it's mm. they don't. You never see them, I guess, struggling to create the deficit. And I think it's because their BMR is so much higher. Like their maintenance calories are so much higher from so many years of strength training that. It allows them to have a lot more flexibility, and it's that, and even you I can, guess, delayed gratification of all the work put in. You can probably see the value of that in, like, in general, most guys have more uh, 
muscle than girls. Mm -hmm. And there's constantly the, like, we, we get it all the time where a, a girl who wants to lose weight is like, oh, and her partner's training as well. And uh, yeah. it's like, oh, he gets to eat so much more food and he's so much worse with his diet and he still loses weight. And mm -hmm. I eat a donut and I put on five kilos or like, like the exaggerated <laughs> sort of point of it. Uh, but you see when those sort of things come up and it's like, well, there's a good reason for that is he has probably 20 kilos more muscle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so and it's still, just to clarify, it is still, still that person would still be hungry because the deficit's really, I think, where the hunger is created. Yeah. Um, so for all those people, I think their partners get it off easy, they're not, they're still hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hungry. Like, you still have to be hungry at some point when you're dieting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about, like, where would you, like, where is the value of doing cardio as well then? Like, we've, we've spoken pretty much strength, strength training in a higher rep, shorter rest period, should be in most cases the foundation for a, a positive or a good fat loss phase for most mm -hmm. people. Uh, where does the cardio piece fit in? Let, let's talk about high intensity cardio quickly first. Um, like actual high intensity cardio? Yeah, not like jogging. Mm -hmm. uh, let's not get into <laughs> that. I'm I, I'll have a 40 minute podcast. Uh, <laughs> what, so, what people perceive as high intensity cut, like a class? Yeah, sort of stuff like you'll see in our classes where we're going to have hard efforts followed by a rest or even stuff like your crossfit style wads uh, okay. that are in that shorter range where can that sort of stuff add on to what we're doing in strength training um well it depends obviously what's in the programming exercise exercise selection uh wise but if the um fuck oh, man that thing's dropping now so and just roll it up. yeah just roll it up and cut it out do shut the window it can't shut because we've got the ant things in there oh that makes sense <laughs> all right um what was i saying uh, it depends on the exercise selection and the plan. Oh yeah, yeah. Like high intensity stuff. Um, yeah, so if you've if you've chosen the exercises uh, in a complementary fashion, you can get a lot of your accessory work done in that style format. Like I know a lot of our our classes, there's a lot of um, a lot of movements and a lot of lifts that complement the main lifts. So yeah. you're um, still getting still realistically you're still going to get that um, lean muscle mass that we're talking about and then also have added ex energy expenditure on top of what you're already doing so if you're looking to increase your overall weekly energy expenditure in a time efficient manner mm -hmm. something like high intensity interval training or even just just your um, your classes or like you mentioned like what we do or similar to like what CrossFit does where there's loading there um, I think it's just a good bang for your buck in terms of rent, return on investment. There's the caloric expenditure for fat loss, but you're also training a lot of other energy systems. You're not just jogging on the spot. Yeah. Like you're training movement patterns, you're training skills. And, and, um, yeah. Yeah. and I guess the other piece to add to that is if uh, there's that sort of semi-famous uh, story that everyone knows about with like the professor that puts like a whole bunch of rocks into a jar and then is it full? Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like I feel like Strength training is your big rocks in that case there. Yeah, definitely. Then you can put some pebbles in of like the high intensity cardio and they'll, they'll rustle through there. Like it's not as stressful. Like you couldn't do six, seven, like six sessions a week of 10 rep max or like close, yeah. like high intensity, really heavy strength training. You wouldn't be able to recover from that, particularly if you're in a calorie deficit. Yeah. So maybe in a, those sort of cases, they're doing something where we're doing a bit more of a high intensity conditioning work uh, is a little bit less stressful overall that we could add a little bit of that in on top of the strength work mm -hmm. so we can train a little bit more often and have overall a bigger deficit over the course of the week without adding more stress to the system or as much stress. 
Yeah, definitely. And then I guess that takes us through to like low intensity cardio as well. Yeah. So we've covered high intensity cardio being the next uh, the next step after a strength training in a, in a fat loss training program. Where would say you see low intensity cardio be uh, thrown around a lot uh, within the physique space? Where is that useful for uh, somebody looking to lose weight? Um, yeah, so I think with the the analogy you used before, um, or the metaphor I should say, of the rocks in the glass, I think that's the last bit. Um, I think the professor puts water in. Yeah, water or like a couple of beers or like, yeah, it's, it's different, a, different variations yeah. of the same story. But Yeah, so it's, a, it's that final piece that can complement it. And I think it's a, um, think of low intensity steady state as a, a tool in your tool belt that you can use. Um, one, you can use it, it's, it has a lot of benefits just for general well-being and health um, and there's some physiological adaptations that you can get from low intensity steady state that you can't get from doing like your high intensity interval work um, but I think for most people it's just creating a little bit more of an energy deficit in an easy way yeah it's uh, low impact it's, yeah. Uh, it's not going to take away from your other training but say you're due to squat heavy again tomorrow and you're like oh I'm going to go and do thrusters. 30 minutes of thrusters and kettlebell <laughs> swings but that's probably going to affect your squat workout. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we consistently talk about is like maximizing your big rocks. Like you don't want to make, do a conditioning workout that's going to make your output suffer the next two or three days in your important strength workouts. Like you Definitely. want to train at the best intensity possible with that there. Uh, so it's something that a 60 minute walk won't stress you out. You can probably do that every day and it's not going to affect your strength workouts. Definitely. Uh, and I think that's probably why you find it's big in the physique space too, is that those guys are trying to get super, super lean. And one of the things that, like, if they're already down on quite a high deficit, mm-hmm. their, their body fat levels are getting really, really low, like, they're probably not going to be able to handle doing, like, they do basic strength training and low intensity cardio. Like, there's no middle ground there. Yeah. It's hard strength training and then it's really, really easy cardio and they might do it, and they can do lots of it, really. Like, you hear of some physique athletes doing two hours of low intensity a day coming into those last few weeks of the comp just to strip off the last little bit of fat. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely, it's that you can do lots of it. You don't necessarily need to do lots of it. For a lot of people, it might be a couple of 10 minute walks a day. Yeah. Uh, well, like Just around doing other things. Yeah, that'd be perfect. And it can be anything, isn't it? Like it can, it can really just be so many different things that low intensity, steady state work. It can yeah. be, it can be, it can be multiple things and whatever you want to be. But I think that's for general general population. That's a walk with the dogs, a walk with the family, yeah. get out pushing, of the bike, pushing the frame around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I think in a lot of cases it doesn't even have to be things that it's exercise related. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just exactly. okay. I'm just going to go. Like, it might be active stuff, like taking your kids for a bike ride. Yeah. Like you, it's things where you don't necessarily think about the fact that you're exercising. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think your best bets are like. But if you want to go to the gym and jump on a treadmill for 45 minutes and do that while you listen to music, power to you, but I just can't manage that myself mentally. Yeah, well, like, if you can do two things at once, why not, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that pretty much hmm. sums it up. So basically, I guess we'll, we'll put it down to all training's useful for creating calorie deficit because ultimately that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to have 
the first step is probably doing what you enjoy. There's actually one, one more thing I didn't mention about strength training when you're trying to lose fat. Um, it prioritizes maintaining lean mass. Uh -huh. yeah. And I think that's an important one to touch on that we didn't. So if you're just go, sorry, say for instance, if I just went straight to doing purely just long bouts of cardio in a caloric deficit, there isn't a high incentive for my body to hold on to muscle tissue realistically. There ain't no jack runners. Exactly, there's no jacked runners, so that's completely correct. Um, so your, your muscle tissue is quite nutrient dense and can be realistically quite useful to be utilized in a caloric deficit. So you need to provide the incentive or, or make it a really good idea for your body to hold on to that. So what is a really good idea when you're lifting heavy? Your body needs the muscle fibers and tissue to do so. So as you're in a deficit, it helps prioritize keeping that tissue. Yeah, and I guess the extension of that there is it doesn't necessarily want to be in a deficit either. So no if way. it could quickly drop a couple of kilos of muscle, yeah, and then that deficit is no longer a deficit anymore, then all of a sudden you have fat loss stalls, yeah, uh, which is quite common in a lot of these uh, people who stick to that, they get to a plateau and they can't well, go like above eat, that. Eat less, run more, eat less, run more, eat less, run more. When yeah. people are stuck on that train, if they continue to eat less to try and create a deficit and continually try and move more and they're doing, like when we see people doing like 10 sessions, like you said, 12 sessions a week and cutting calories lower and lower, it's, it's obviously it's gonna finish eventually. You can't yeah. just keep running and eating less. So that's where you, you need to make sure strength training has some place in there for fat loss. Even if it's not your main goal, a little bit in there once a week would have massive, massive benefits. Mm, for sure. So that'll wrap us up there guys. So strength training is your first most important. Second one, if you can handle it stress-wise, uh, higher intensity cardio, uh, or if you're looking for a lower stress option, then low intensity cardio is also a great way to do it. And even better if you can match it with doing activities outside of the gym as well. Uh, that's it for the latest episode of the New Strength Play podcast. We'll see you guys next week.